0: project big picture could it be the end of English football as we know it or is it actually a good thing we're going to be discussing that on this week's edition of the social club Hello and welcome back to another live edition of The Social Club, the Chronicles of Aguna podcast where we discuss all things football, uh, not just Arsenal. we touch on a little bit of Arsenal, but uh, it's our general show and I'm delighted to be joined once again by my excellent panel. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Simon Alavi. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Not too bad. Looking forward to the international break coming to an end uh mr dan DeLuca. welcome how are you sir
1: yeah all good i've not enjoyed this international break i, th- I think if you win the game before an international break you hate the international break and if you lose the game <laughs> you're not that it. bothered. it's because so yeah. we're married Made that joke last week, <laughs> just about marriage <laughs> um, my, my marriage my marriage can withstand one covid lockdown and i've used it on it so it's on the brink oh
2: man
0: <laughs> i think for me i was i was saying this on a on a podcast earlier i actually look forward to the international break now because it means a weekend that's less intense for me but by the time i get to this point so like the monday tuesday of the following week then i'm desperate for it to come back so it's nice having the saturday and sunday without any work but then when you come to that monday tuesday it starts to then drag a little bit and i'm, I'm desperate Lost you there, Malavi? Say that, yeah, again, me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when, you ba- when you
2: working back, when you working like a branch from bank holiday, like is it is that Tuesday worth it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just mad.
1: This exactly. international, this international break peaked too early for me because I did a world first for, for, for the Luka. I watched three penalty shootouts at the same time, just flicking wow. <laughs> up and down through the channel which was sensational. <laughs> and after that, it just fizzled out into nothingness.
0: I actually chose to watch the Scotland one then. I don't know why. Um, I just stuck with the Scotland one. I don't know. There was three going on, like you said. Uh, The (laughs) choice was a difficult one, but I went with the old Tartan army uh, for some reason. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about project big picture um first of all i want to say a big thank you to tv sports blog for their continued support of the social club big hello to john and the team over there um and uh, check out TVSportsBlog.com for all sorts of content covering a variety of sports so check it out Uh, i'm sure you'll love the site and i'm sure you'll love some of the work that they do over there right project big picture what is it um It's something that's been in the news quite a bit in the last few days. Um, And I'm going to just run through some of the key points of what the proposal entails for those of you who maybe um, haven't read sort of the ins and outs of it. And then we're going to discuss it in some detail. So the Premier League under this proposal would be reduced from 20 to 18 clubs. The EFL Cup and the Community Shield would both be scrapped. Um, right now, there is a one club, one vote principle, but that would be abolished. Um, and, and that would mean uh, a, a difference in the kind of voting system. And it would mean that the power would be in the nine clubs uh, who have remained in the Premier League the longest. Uh, that At the moment, that would be Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Southampton, Tottenham, West Ham. Uh, they would only... Only six, sorry, of the nine longest serving clubs would need to vote for major change. There would be a £250 million payment up front to the EFL plus a £100 million payment to the Football Association. And 25% of the Premier League's annual revenue, up from 4%, would go to the EFL clubs. Now, when I look at this proposal, there are some good points, I think anyway, and there are some bad points. I'm going to come to you first, DeLuca on this because it feels very much like this is geared to try and persuade the lower league clubs to go for it. But in doing that to wrestle the power over to certain members of the Premier League. But if you were an EFL club now looking at that, if you're in league one, league two, for example, uh, the headline, I guess is 25% of the Premier League's annual revenue is coming your way as opposed to four. That's got to be, that's got to be a big, Sort of factor in in them kind of coming to a vote, isn't it? Seven seven hundred and fifty million, isn't it? Monetary terms, that's a lot. It's, it's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Yeah. It's um,
1: I've never ever been on the fence more in my life about mm. things because, like you said at the beginning, there's there's some good points and bad points. So I guess we'll build up slowly and throughout the pod. I guess we'll probably get a bit more animated about some of the individual bits that we don't like, which is typically what we do. But there's a thing we've got to remember, I guess, is in any kind of deal in the history of the universe, someone rich gets richer. That's how it works. So what I think everyone in, in, in the football world needs to agree on is we need to save the lower clubs. Whatever that takes, we need to save the lower clubs. We can't have clubs going out of business. Um, clubs have been teetering on the brink for, the long time. for a long time. COVID has pushed them over the edge. So there needs to be a way to... To protect the status of those clubs and the communities within which those clubs thrive, so absolutely fantastic that there is something being discussed to enable that to happen. Now, some of the parts of, of project picture to me feel a little bit unnecessary, and I guess we're we'll getting to some of those as the as the as the pod goes on. So, just the big bits of me that I guess I like to start with: reducing the reducing the Premier League from twenty to eighteen. I think is I think is perfectly fine. I think um, 18 teams is big enough for a season, what is already long. Um, so I'm perfectly happy with that um, as as a solution. Giving clubs to um, giving money to the clubs below, I'm perfectly happy with as well. Um, I'm a little bit confused around the whole nine longest-serving member clubs, or so that's how it's been packaged. I'm really confused by that. <clears throat> the Carabao Cup, again, I'm a bit confused by. It. By that, that, that you know, in, in reality, it's it's one game. If you want it to be one game, I don't see what what the big deal is. You know, the, the squads are big enough now, and getting rid of the community shield. I'm not sure what that achieves. But the biggest thing for me, if I'm reading it properly, is the scrapping of the playoffs. And this is the bit that makes project picture for me a little bit. Um, I don't know. You're talking to someone who's you know I'm a compulsive gambler.
2: Right, so, <laughs> But get, Dan, you attain playoffs offs though, because you know the, the idea is that the team that finishes 16th will end up going into a playoff against the Championship sides?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a similar model to how Serie A used to be. Correct, and, yeah. So, but, it's
0: how it works in Germany at the moment. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. But, so yeah. you do attain some of that playoff
1: excitement from there at least. Yeah, but it's not the excitement I'm interested in. So from a gambling perspective, okay, I don't want to go out of business if I'm a lower league club.
0: DeLuca, how just, just, it? DeLuca, just speak it. just speak a little bit closer to your mic, mate. It's not coming through very loud. Go ahead.
1: Sure. So how hard is it now to get back into the Premier League? Like, this is the bit that makes me uncomfortable. So you either have to win the division or beat a team who are already in it. Because they're talking about just two teams coming up every season. So they're essentially closing the shop. So if you're a team who get relegated, a big team who have a couple of bad years, like Aston Villa, for example, how do you get back? Sunderland how are they getting back and the dream that these clubs cling on to even like so you're keeping the championship at 24 clubs aren't you so it's a long season in the championship and for the majority of those clubs that season is over in December so their purpose becomes just to exist as a football club Um, and I think there's got to be a a slightly better compromise that can be found so that's my initial summary of some of my concerns.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not a massive fan of the playoff thing either. I'm not a massive no, fan. No, it's that. good. It's good. No, I'm not. I'm not it's a good. massive fan of that. Uh, go on, Alavi. Your your initial thoughts on the whole thing? Well, and I, like, the more... I
2: like the I like the playoff thing. I think it, it's like what DeLuca said in terms of uh, rich getting richer. And you alluded to it as all, well, Harry. It's one of those ironic things where there's more fairness, but it's somehow from inequality. <laughs> so it, it's this ironic thing. It's like when you're you know at work and everyone everyone gets a pay rise. And the guy next to you gets a bit more, but you're still getting one. So you just you deal with it. So the lower league clubs are happy for Man United and Liverpool to have this power because they're gaining from it, and it doesn't help when the Premier League come out and go. Do you know what? We're going to give you this derisory 25 million offer, and the uh, the big picture gives 250 million, and it shows the extent of what they're prepared to do. Um You know, and then you look at the Premier League. The last transfer window was 1.2 billion they spent. So actually the Premier League going, oh, we'll give 25 million. It's just not enough. So no wonder the um, EFL clubs and, and Rick Parry want this. Now, they didn't want it to the extent I thought they would. I thought they'd all go for it because they're all in need. But it's actually only six or seven clubs at the moment out of the 72 that can't pay their players this month. So it's they're in a bad state, but it's not quite as bad as I thought. And they got together today, and apparently they were quite split. And the reason being was because... Even though they've got these um, the, this large amount of money, so you alluded to that, Harry, twenty five percent instead of four percent, and and they've got this um, solidarity payment every year that's going to happen, they feel like it's been done quite sneakily, and they feel that they've not been kept in the loop. And actually, what does what then happen? So in two three years' time, they all put off to some super league, and there's no there's no deal anymore. And I think that's what some of the EFL clubs. Um, Worried about. I guess the last thing, what I would say is it reminds me of. I don't know if you remember in 2019, the Premier League had this um, three year deal in their overseas rights, it was worth about four billion. Um, And and essentially, beforehand, all of the clubs in the Premier League got 40 million. Doesn't matter where you finished, you got 40 million, right? So that adds up to like just under a billion. And this new deal came in and went, Do you know what? We're going to do it so that the top clubs get the most from international. Um, TV rights, and the bottom clubs get the least. However, the pot is bigger. The pot is £4 billion. So all the clubs just agreed to it because they are like, well, do you know what? It doesn't matter that we're getting... Even the bottom place club was still getting paid less than when it was all equal. So it just makes you think people will agree to something that's not equal or makes Man United and all Liverpool and whoever else have this power if they're going to gain from it. So this new formula that was distributed with the TV... Um, quite a few years ago, shows how people um, will act. You will will happily just do what's best for you. Um, So I thought that was quite interesting because Man United just went, you know what, we've got a billion fans around the world. We're not getting the same international TV money as Burnley. And Burnley went, well, we've got 40 million and if we finish last, we'll get 60 million. So quid's in. And that's how I think EFL clubs will look at it. They won't look at the longevity. They won't look at the fact that X amount of clubs will go on playing the Super League. They'll just go... No more parachute payments, but we're getting seven hundred fifty million split between us. I'll yeah. take that. Forget the historic. what is it? One vote, one club. Forget that. If you're getting yeah. paid a lot of money, the the,
0: the thing for me as well. One of the other things is, and I'm not against the the kind of scrapping of 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 the Carabao Cup. I'm not against the scrapping of the Community Shield, even. But what you're doing there is, you know, and when you look around the rest of Europe, if you look at Germany, for example, if you look at Italy. There is one domestic cup competition, isn't there? So to, for England to go down to one domestic cup competition, same in Spain as the Copa del Rey. There's nothing else though. So if you were to go down to one cup competition, I don't think that is an outrageous point. But what you're doing here is you're 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 toying with tradition. The English football fan who's grown up watching football in this country has a League Cup and an FA Cup. And you're kind of, I don't know, DDO, are we in danger of messing around with the things that make the english game stick out from from the rest of kind of the the world's competitions you're on mute mate see <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the only
1: time i've the only time i've made sense in, in all the podcasts <laughs> and, and you Got missed it. it um i think yeah but there is messing with tradition and in recent history whether it's uefa fifa the English football pyramid, every time they've tried to mess with tradition and change things, it hasn't really worked out that well. So historically the league cup, when it first formed, I don't know, 40 odd however many years ago now, it used to be unfashionable clubs that used to be winning it. You'd have Oxford, Luton, not all the big sides were in it typically. So I don't see why the, I think there are other ways that should have happened before now that could help lower teams to compete for money. So for example, do, you know, does a Premier League team need to have a squad of 60 players for example, like on the books I know there's only 25 that can be registered, but you look at the size of the squads that's quality players that lower teams can't benefit from. then there's the loan market where essentially you're flooding these clubs with with players for free and then if they're any good you take them back so they can't benefit from them you're taking play you're taking players out of lower league club academies so they can't benefit and there's so many things that that don't really work in their favor. And i just look at it and say, well, if you're a big club, you've got a league cup with a massive squad. What's the harm in keeping it? I don't see what what we're really achieving. If you don't want to play in it that badly and it's that much of a distraction, then you can do what Jurgen Klopp did last year and send a load of wallies out to get spanked 5-0 and just get on with it. Why do you need to take that away from clubs who... Because what we, <clears throat> if you're a smaller... If you could take football back to basics, football is about having a club in your local area that everyone in that town supports and win, lose, couple of beers, a bit of pride. And, you know, there's promotions, relegations and all sorts. Over the last 15, 20 years, the dream has been to get to the Premier League. You're taking that away. The FA Cup now is a bit of a nonsense. You've taken replays away. So, in the, you know, if you're a lower league club, all you'd really want is a decent cup draw try and get a nil-nil draw and bring them back to your place, and that was a good season. You've taken that away, there's no replays. So what, what is actually left for these clubs, apart from just existing? Yeah, do, you not, that, do you
2: not think, Dan, to a degree, um, I think this is what you were partly alluded to, that what, even if nothing comes of this, what it has done is shown that at the moment it's unfair and that there's too big a disparity. So even if this doesn't come to fruition, it's highlighted that what the Premier League currently doing in terms of help and what BFL clubs are currently getting is not enough because what yeah, the, yeah. The, it just shows that there are other investments that are available. So even if this 250, 350 million doesn't come come about, it shows that the 25 million offer that the Premier League had just isn't enough.
0: I think Sorry. that, I think that, you know, on the one hand, I think, look, I think we all agree that something needs to change. Something has to be done. Where the the footballing pyramid is is a fairer place, where clubs don't go bust, and they shouldn't go bust when there is so much money in the game, and there is a hell of a lot of money in the game. So we all agree that something needs to be done. What I feel uneasy about with this one, with this proposal, is a where it's come from, and the clubs leading it. Mm. I mean, why are those two leading it? You know, like, what do you think? <laughs> We know exactly. where
2: one. So we know where one, one of
0: them is. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, they can eventually do what they want. I mean, so you've got, you've got. I'm uneasy about the fact that two clubs seem to be leading this. Two clubs who, uh, you know, call me biased, but have got all of have had the officials in their pockets and the systems and the leagues in their pockets for years. So that would only increase. Plus. You know, this thing about the nine, I, I don't get that. And, and my club, Arsenal, would be one of the nine. So would yours, Dan. But I still feel uneasy about it. Why is it that I think nine of the 18? 18...
2: They needed, basically, I read that they needed a full, you need a fourteen majority vote.
0: Now right. you do. That's yeah. how things are now. now you you yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think they just needed a way for it to not be. This is <laughs> what they said. They needed a way for it to not be just for top six, so that, like, or oh, how else can we make this? For- uh, let's just make it the longest serving clubs, and they got. Yeah, but to it's nine not though, is it? And it's near enough. Well, it is. They are the nine.
1: Are they? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Surely Aston, surely Aston Villa are, are longer serving than, than Southampton. I'm not sure I sure mean, I, I know they've gone. I mean, in, term, in terms of longev- in terms of the amount of years they've played, the it was
2: definitely based on longer serving from memory. Yeah, the yeah, so longest serving
1: today. So Southampton came up, I don't know,
0: five years ago. No, it's, it's no, no, no. longest it serving gone, over the course yeah. of the Premier League. So from the day the Premier it's, League started, the most seasons in the competition.
1: There's no way Southampton have been in the Premier League more than Aston Villa. No way.
0: No way. Yeah, I, 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 haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't looked, to be honest. But that was my understanding of it. That yeah. was my understanding. Southampton have been in League League One. And this is the Unless bit that league sour taste.
2: As in, like, forever, ever.
0: As in from the, the history of football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, no, it can't be because it would be from the when the Premier League... You'd think so. But oh, I remember, I it's know. called out
2: the old First Division. These are all these facts that are just kept, aren't they? Though? Or is it,
1: is it the nine teams who... The nine teams who... The, the nine teams who haven't been relegated. The last nine teams not to have been relegated. If that makes sense? So, Sir Frampton come up five or six years ago when Ricky Lambert uh, so
2: Maybe, yeah. You maybe.
1: Know, that That's the only possible thing. but But... The bit that They're leaves is a few teams. We've just
2: gone all oh, this
1: mystery. No, it's in nine teams. And I'm match. sitting there and I'm thinking, well, what about Aston Villa? They they were ever present until three seasons ago. And then they stayed down for two years. They come back I don't back
2: really up. want West Ham having a vote on anything, if I'm completely honest. Agre- yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agree- West
1: Ham are against it. West Ham are publicly spoken yeah. against it. The thing for me that leaves a sour taste. What well, did so,
2: Arsenal Spurs put? A no comment vote?
1: I don't I know. Let comment me no comment. Yeah. Levy no, probably what, done the maths and works out what cost him. But the sour taste Le- Levy of that is you did not want to pay for postage. Okay. So
2: not
1: vote. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but look at Manchester City. Look at Manchester City. What right have Manchester City got to suddenly decide they're an elite? They're the most elite. You know, they've won a clearly they've won four leagues in the last eight seasons or whatever it is. But ten years ago, they were in, or eleven, twelve years ago, they were in. They're in the third tier. They lost a barrier and now bankrupt. So, what we're basically saying is. The only criteria to get into this club is to get bought out by a lunatic. That makes me uneasy. Let's oh, talking to about that
2: is it, well, hold on, odds talking about it. that's a good point. I'm pretty sure that these clubs now have the power to stop other takeovers.
1: That, well, this I was going to get to this. At least we now know why the Newcastle takeover didn't go yeah. through because no yeah. one's dreamt this up this week. This has been they've been talking about this for the last six
0: months. So there's a little bit in there, isn't there? But Wait, it's let's it's, start with it's very. One second, idiot What before you go on, go yeah. on to that. Why this is very clearly calculated in a certain way is why nine, right? Why are we not talking about 10? It's nine because if you you need nine, no, no, forget that. If you go to nine, right, you only need six votes. It's the big six, isn't it? So it's irrelevant of who the other three are, whether it's Southampton, whether it's Everton, whether it's Aston <coughs> Villa, is completely irrelevant yes. because the big six will still gang up and do what they want. I but they've the done it in a already way.
2: already had more of a power within the, no, that they... nine. I'm pretty sure it's already stated that six will have more of a power within that. No, nine.
0: if it, at the moment, currently, anything that happens, it needs to be voted by 14 clubs. No, right? If That's how it is. To, if this goes if through, if this... this
2: proposal goes through, I'm pretty sure those six are allowed more than the other three. If you read between the lines, those six are given more I power than I don't think the other that's brain. the case.
1: How, how I read it how I read it is it, it needed to be six votes. Six yeah, votes. Six votes would of be the enough. And yeah. And the media have made an Which assumption that those six league? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so, and, and and the problem I've got is okay, you so see you got Manchester City who if they weren't bought out weren't bought out ten years ago, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't be in the club. If Newcastle were last year, would would they be in there suddenly? Then you've got Southampton we used to float around in the bottom five, they tried their best to get relegated for fifteen years in a row. Then Mount Lacisio retired, and they did, and now they're back, and they've done they've done okay. They're in the club. Leicester City have won the league four years ago. No mention of them. And Tottenham, what right have Tottenham got to be in there in the general scheme of things? I'm glad you they said haven't. that
0: before I did. No, what
1: right have they got? <laughs> so ten years ago, ten years ago, Tottenham had not finished in the in, Dan, in, the, top, got
2: in the top in the top eight, bringing in all the revenue, right? then why don't they just get a bit more of a say playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but it's like because it's like it's like who, who a gets parcel paid, who gets like more of a choice because at your the, work there's no the person being paid a million or the person No, being but there's paid no okay. there's
0: no integrity in that is there because what what happens is well, the world, just, world doesn't want No, like but that. you you just close you just open a bigger gap between those big six and the rest of the league and that's that's the whole problem with this is that and by the way it's any six votes from the night I've just okay. looked will do so what they, what you're going to get is those six clubs who do bring in the most revenue, as you've said, are just all going to gang up on everything, and it just makes it impossible for anybody else to break into that. And I, one of the things I love about the Premier League is that it is so competitive. Is that it is you can go, you you can go away to the 18th place side and get beat. You can go to the 20th place side and get beat. And we often look at other leagues and, you know, we look at Serie A, for example, and we say, oh, Juventus run away with it every year. Well, it's not to that case here, because obviously there are a number of big clubs, but what you end up with is two mini leagues. Mm. And then you might as well just have two separate competitions. Which is what could happen.
2: But where's the integrity in not helping the lower league clubs? Are you saying that the Glazers don't care about Macclesfield Town? Because you'll be mistaken. They clearly do look at what they're trying to do to help
0: right. <laughs> yeah I'm, <laughs> you know sure. I mean? I'm sure that's why they're doing it yeah no they're just yeah. trying to get votes they're just trying to get votes they've got to give the voter something to well, what, appeal you, to what them, would you do they? right
2: now if you supported an efl you supported a league one team a league two team
0: what would you be thinking right now like what are you going to say no i think that it would be
2: your players about to leave because they're not getting paid that month
0: I think it would, yeah, but that—that that is a, a consequence of a systemic issue a that's pandemic, been going yeah. on for years and a pandemic mm. and these are, you know, there are a lot of EFL clubs that even before the pandemic were being badly run and in a bad place. Now, let's not, make any mistake and and make out that this is the Glazers and FSG at Liverpool feeling sorry for Macclesfield uh, and the other clubs that are struggling at, at this moment. And they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They're not. They're doing it to sweeten up the rest of the EFL so that they can get their votes and they can do whatever the fuck they want going forward and they can take control of the game. Uh, Who was it that described, I think it was Chris Sutton, who described, and I don't often agree with Chris Sutton because I think he's a bit of a bellend, but he called it, it would become a footballing cartel. And that is exactly what it would be. I think that's the best definition or, or description, sorry, that I've heard. Um, from anyone discussing this. I I think we're in real danger of that happening. And I say that as a fan of one of the clubs that would have that power, that would be one of the big, powerful forces. I still worry about it, though. The problem is there's a a disproportionate amount of people in the
1: country who support one of the six clubs we support. Now, I support Tottenham. I know why I support Tottenham, because I was born in Enfield. And if you're born in Enfield and you don't support Tottenham, then you, you shouldn't support a football team, because Tottenham, that's the area. If you're born in in Nottingham and you're walking around in a Man United shirt while Nottingham Forest and Notts County, you know, struggle for revenue, then you're an arsehole, and you shouldn't have you shouldn't have the ability to even listen to me speak at this moment in time. That's what the problem is. And when it comes back to the integrity bit, you know, we we are applying, you know, we we work in corporate companies or whatever. We we're applying, you know, corporate mindset to a situation, but the integrity bit is. It's the Premier League that caused this to begin with. It'd be under no illusion. There weren't clubs going out of business before 1993. Accrington Stanley did, um, maybe Scarborough, or you know, a couple of a couple of cases, rare cases where clubs went out of business. It's since the Premier League came in that the problem has the problem has occurred in 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 these lower clubs to begin with. Now, you know, the world's pretty cutthroat. I'm not expecting. In constant handouts but there, there there are ways of doing this before we get to this ex- this extreme situation now the pandemic has forced the hand a little bit mm. that means it needs to be slightly bigger than perhaps it would have been but there was no intention whatsoever to help these teams out until the pandemic has forced a hand and we've actually seen doors closing and clubs running out of literally running out of money but to get to a situation where these six clubs want something in return. What I I just don't understand why it needs to be so drastic. And to close the door on promotion to that degree, I, I, it just doesn't sit comfortably it's, with me. It's the voting it doesn't sit on every
2: decision that you think, where could that go? In three years, in four years, that could be just vote on anything.
0: Well, it, it all comes down to, as well, Well, when you take into account the, the big six clubs, for example, let's, if we're just, for argument's sake, if they're saying that they want the league to be cut down because they have European commitments and they don't want to play so many games over the course of a season, what about Burnley, who wouldn't have European commitments and therefore would be losing... Gate receipts because of two gate or because there's two clubs less, which means they've got two less fixtures to play. Or do you know what I mean? They, they, each club the lo- has the losers
2: are essentially the other 11 in the Premier League, they're exactly. The ones who lose yeah. the most, yeah, yeah, Bottom, they're because actually the gates, funny to talk about the gates, because the gates will be higher in all the EFL clubs, wouldn't they? Probably, because yeah, you but... would through economics you would hope that they would actually be able to lower their but... ticket admission prices.
1: Yeah, and, you've and hit the nail on the head, though. You've hit the nail. You've hit the nail on the head where you say who the losers are. The losers are the other eleven. Time. I've got something right for what, for whatever reason they've they're, they've bent over and had their tummy tickled. But these other eleven, sooner or later, the gap between the six, all the nine, or the six and three halves, and the other eleven <laughs> will get bigger and bigger you will have 11 teams or once every now and then you might get West Ham or Southampton struggling you will get those 11 teams floating around relegation in a cycle and when they go down when they go down they are going to struggle to come back because they have to win a division that's difficult to win the parachute payments are gone they'll lose their best players because any players are any good the Vultures will cherry pick them and put them in their put them in their in their Europa League squad okay there's no Carabao Cup squad anymore but fine but those teams, you have to win the division, or if you happen to finish second, you may get the opportunity to play a team who's already in the Premier League for a chance to go up. And they'll never, they'll never get back in. So teams like Burnley, who will go down one day, like Bournemouth just did, that's who, that's who is essentially writing their own death warrant. You say Burnley.
2: What happens when Burnley want like a takeover in a couple of years, and they go? Oh, sorry, we're, we're just going to have to. It's speak the same to... as FIFA Fair Play, isn't it? We're just going to yeah. speak to Arsenal and Spurs yeah. about that. Um... How do they
1: get? Yeah. yeah, but Is come, same come same
0: on, same let's, same let's let's just. Let, a lot of people say that the the Newcastle takeover was stopped because the clubs kicked up a fuss about it. First of all, the clubs shouldn't have the power to do that. They shouldn't have the power to go against sort of someone coming in if they pass the league's checks. Make no mistake about it. The reason the Newcastle takeover didn't go through was because of piracy. That was the biggest. Black mark on on those proposed owners' sort of record, and and it, there was no way of working around it. The Premier League looked at it and simply said, "We either upset one of our biggest broadcast partners in one of our most profitable regions, which is of course the Middle East and Afro, uh, that sort of area where B in Sports operate, or we let this guy this this consortium take over Newcastle United and we keep Newcastle happy." They picked where the money was. It isn't about, for me, other, you know, some clubs did make their <clears throat> concerns known about the fact that this, you know, this was happening and they did raise points about it. But that's not why it didn't go through. And uh, there are a lot of Newcastle fans who have got a be in their bonnet about this, who I think are, are acting way over the top. At the end of the day, someone who's been robbing the Premier League blind <laughs> for years with piracy just tried to buy a Premier League club. And that's why they weren't allowed to do so. It's as simple as that. Um
1: you know It's just... an obvious
0: theory it's an obvious theory though, isn't it? it? It
1: it's an obvious theory. There was something about the time that took. And whether it's true or not, it's understandable that people are gonna look at that and start scratching their heads a little bit.
0: Yeah, of course. And and, and, and with And I think they were well within their right. I think to... like Daniel Levy
1: Daniel Levy will want to sell Tottenham in the next year or two. They've changed the board structure. Some of the people they've appointed to the new board structure have a history of dealing mm-hmm. with um dealing with club um, club acquisitions or, or or sales so it'd be interesting to see what happens are the other five when that time comes whoever it is whoever's going to buy it it could be you know it could be a peasant i've no idea but when that time comes are the other five or eight and already we're forgetting these other three they're so insignificant mm. but you know that's where we are and it hasn't even started yet but are the other five going to look at it and say no we don't we don't fancy that what are the what are you said league checks there are the other six going to vote on what the league checks are like i, I don't really understand well, that the element of what this
0: power is, what power do these guys have this is the thing what the, uh, no the other five let's say if one of the big six is being sold the other five are never going to agree to someone who puts that club in a stronger position come in are they because it works against them they cannot have that kind of power it's impossible it they, they, that's why the premier league as a body, needs to be completely independent from any of the clubs. And there shouldn't be clubs, in my opinion, who have a, a stronger pull or a stronger influence over decisions that are made than others so do. So why do clubs why. need... It digresses a little bit, but why do clubs need
1: to vote on anything? Well, how else do you well,
2: get... <laughs> it's like the whole well, We vote in a democratic society, don't we? Like We vote for the government. The members of parliament have a vote. So obviously, when there's a big decision, they put it one vote each. All of the ninety, or however many clubs, yeah. Get I, one I vote, think one club. No I think
0: it, I think right now it works quite well. I think that fourteen out of twenty is a solid yeah, majority. A fair, yeah, it, yeah, it's a you know, it's a solid majority. It's a fair amount, and that's how it should remain. Given it, you know, the minute you change that to nine, and six of them are already the the big heavyweights in the in the division. It, you're asking for trouble. For me, it's a, it's a no go. I agree though that something needs to be done to protect Maybe the lower between, league clubs. Between yeah,
2: that and what's currently
0: going. Yeah, there's got there's got to be something, and you know I've said made this suggestion before, and people have said to me, but the system would just be abused. Maybe it would, but I guess my kind of sort of theory would be that there is a pot um, which the Premier League contribute to, uh, kind of like an emergency pot. That when clubs do come into financial trouble, as long as everything is in order in terms of their books and their evidence that they show, they're they're punished maybe by being relegated to division um, so that clubs aren't doing it just for the sake of it. But they're, they're saved kind of financially. So say you were in League One, you're really struggling financially, you're about to go bust, you can get a bailout from this pot, from this fund. But with that, you have to go down into League Two. Because otherwise, if there isn't a punishment but, as well, then clubs would just do it all the time and say, look,
2: we're manipulating
0: that, our books and our there'll figures.
2: There'll be some dodgy, dodginess there, wouldn't Exactly.
0: I mean? but, but if you had to go down a division, it wouldn't be would as common. Would you take
2: the risk? Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. How the, um,
1: that's how the um, points deductions came in 10, 15 years ago, wasn't yes, it? Correct. Because yes. essentially what, team, what clubs were doing was they were putting themselves into administration, staying up in the division, and then... Everything yeah. was kind of all right. And so what they did was they imposed yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a nine, ten point deduction. Mm. I think you know, quite a few clubs have had it recently, yeah, yeah. but I think you know Leicester Leicester had it a little while back. Um yeah. and that that's how that's how they sort of did it. But yeah, systems will be abused, of course they will. But you know, there are things there are little things Premier League Premier League clubs could do and should, still should do in the, even if this goes ahead to increase revenue. You know. You're going on a you're going on a pre-season tour to, to China. Let's be clear about this, right? The reduction to 18 teams is yeah, nothing to do more with time. the amount of yeah, games yeah, and tournaments. Yeah. It's to have a longer pre-season so mm. they can go around doing doing commercial ventures and long elongated pre-seasons in, more in Asia and games. America and places like yeah, that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's 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 exactly exactly why it is. There's, there's no doubt about that. And I guess that's fine. But why can't a Premier League team be forced to play an away game at its nearest at its nearest lower league rivals every pre-season where they commit to playing a first team or, to generate game kind, receipts. No, why Arsenal can't Spartan.
0: they do that anyway? So That's yeah, so, boring, don't they? Exactly. S- Arsenal
2: Barnett.
0: S- yeah, Arsenal used to do it with Barnett. Why not do some some kind of partnership scheme where clubs <clears> are are partnered up with lower league clubs and then they can help them in a number of ways. They can help them by a having players. a pre-season friendly, loaning players if they want. Like that's something that could be explored as well. I'm not saying that there's no, yeah, they, no they, issues with that. But, it's not perfect.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's not It's not perfect, but there are things that can be explored. I guess in that argument there, if you are, um, let me think of a team, if you are Plymouth and you're stranded in, in you know, down, down in deepest, darkest Devon, then your nearest team is nowhere to be seen. But your local rivals are, are, you know, are tooled up sitting next to Chelsea and Arsenal and so on and so forth. So there are flaws, but there are things that can be done irrespective of this if people really, really give a shit. There are things that people can And not like, our oh, Tottenham 11 versus Barnet, and I look down the 11 and I don't even know who like nine of them are. You know, yeah. why, can't, why can't
0: Gareth Balrock rock out of Brisbane Road and give those fans a full gate? You know, why, why can't it happen? That's yeah, all it. No, agreed. Agreed. Right, guys, it's been uh, emotional. Um, We've uh, kind of tried to pull the thing apart. We've discussed various other ways of maybe doing it. Um, it It's just a good old general chat about Project Big Picture. Now, there are elements of it that we're not a hundred percent clear on just because the clarity simply isn't there at the moment Um, and i'm sure there'll be lots of you with with thoughts as well so let us know those thoughts in the comments section below smash the like button if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel if you are new we are on our way towards 10,000 subscribers uh, and as soon as we get there we'll be giving away a free Arsenal home shirt uh, when we'll be uh, bringing up a competition you guys can enter and the winner will get that um, also just a quick reminder that if you wish to support the podcast you can do so ...for just £3 a month. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna... ...you'll receive access to exclusive content... ...priority on the Fan Show... ...priority when submitting questions for our experts... ...the likes of Kevin Campbell and Adrian Clark. ...a gift after three months of membership... Um, ...and of course our exclusive content kicks off this week where we're going to be uh, slowly reviewing Arsene Wenger's autobiography, My Life in Red and White. So if you are a Patreon member, um, I'll be reading a few chapters, we'll be going through that, I'll be bringing you guys onto the pod with me as well, so we can exchange thoughts um, on, on some of the stuff that Arsene Wenger has had to say. So really looking forward to doing that series, and as lots of you have been asking for it, in the comments and in my DMs we're going to be bringing you some FIFA 21 content as well it's starting from in the next few days so we had to put a little vote out earlier on um, what you guys would like to see and an Arsenal career mode has run away with it so I'll be playing an Arsenal career mode so you'll probably hear me effing and blinding throughout that but we'll be streaming those games live uh, so looking forward to doing that as well Alavi holds his face because he, he remembers the days when I used to go round his house yeah. across the road and batter him at Pro Evo. Um, despite Just him.
2: like I stopped playing 20 years ago, you so like, I assumed that everyone else did, but obviously, like, you still play computer games. No, no, The difference
0: is you can't get away with it anymore. I was, I was <laughs> <laughs> is. Well, I, was, I was more of a, sh- I was more of a, more of a Sonic the Hedgehog of Man. We used to play that.
2: classic Brazil versus classic Argentina
0: yeah we did we used to play that literally every day oh, yeah, we good. literally used to play that match every day i always used to win obviously <laughs> um but yeah great God. stuff <laughs> right until next time take care of yourselves stay safe thank you to tvsportsblog.com check out the website uh, and thanks again to john and the team over there we'll be back next week with another edition of the social club but we'll have actual football to discuss we don't count that boring international stuff so until next time take care